You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Uh, who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. do have a liftoff 32 minutes past the hour. Welcome aboard, everybody. It's so good to be back in studio. I am joined by me, three guests actually today. It's going to tie a show record. You ready for this? Because I know we've had Jacob Kamenker, we've had Ian Cummings. we got three guests for you today. Joining the show for the very first time, me, myself, and I. That's right. It is a solo show today as I adjust my Boom. Embarrassment. I should probably do this before the show starts. But here's the good news. No, this is not good news. You hear this? This mic boom, and in a desperate attempt to make my life easier, it just doesn't work. I, all right. You know what? I hate this thing. I actually hate this thing. Uh, as I tighten this up. Look. Most guys in radio, most guys doing podcasts know what this mic boom is. It's that big robotic arm, kind of holds your mic right in front of you. And I have been, um, it clearly is not an international war. Um, It's not involving many countries, and I sure don't have anyone else on my side. Maybe Doug the Pug. Maybe he's on my side. But I have been in a war with this thing for the last three months. Because the first few months of the show worked like a charm. And slowly but surely, this thing is just not working. I'll tighten it, I'll loosen it, and before you know it, it'll just flop over like a dead fish. And I'll be in the middle of a job interview, I'll be in the middle of interviewing a guest, I'll be in the middle of talking to Shawnee before the show, doing a show prep, and um, it'll just drop dead like it was shot on the back of a horse. And I don't I don't know what to say. So, um, I hate this mic boom. I hate its existence. It's the bane of my existence. Um, and I want my listeners to know about it. So that's kind of that. But welcome in, everybody. As I'm done complaining, week three preview is here. And yes, I am riding solo today. So I thought each week we provide you guys with a pretty generous portion of the show, I'd say. Like we're, we're like kind of the Chipotle of podcasting, right? We, we give you a nice little generous portion of the show, I'd say. But here's the reality. Most of the shows for the previews... Um, and weeks in reviews go about an hour, 20 minutes, right? And for two episodes a week, that's pretty good, right? You guys get almost three hours of content every week. Um, and you, you get every single game. You get all the angles. You get everything you need. But I thought today, instead of providing you guys with a three-course meal, instead of sitting here and saying, guys, I'm going to give you another hour, 20 minutes of me flapping my gums around, I decided... Instead of that three-course meal, I'm going to give you guys a Lunchable. I'm going to give you guys a drive through 
I'm going to give you guys this episode in under 20 minutes. It's going to be a week three preview, but just me, mano y mano. I, I am taking you through this journey, whether we're in the car right now, whether we're in the car over the weekend. Maybe you're listening to this a week late. I don't care. Maybe you just have your headphones in. You're mowing the lawn. You're doing what you got to do. I'm going to take you through this. All right. We're going to go through week three. We're going to go through each game. I'm going to give you my game picks. I'll give you something to look for. And then Shawnee's going to give us his game picks via Instagram. Now, I am a couple games behind Sean, I believe, in the game pick tally. And I know that he was, you know, flaunting it around saying that I'm wearing a Cowboys jersey. We're two weeks in. I'm not concerned. Literally, I couldn't be less concerned about the situation. Shawnee's going to lose. And and it, it's that's just how it's going to go. So, not concerned about this at all. Again, Sean will not be the last. And he sure has not been the first to threaten me with Cowboys paraphernalia. So, not concerned at all. Just can't wait to kick his ass. Now that the infighting for our podcast is over, let's get into the good stuff, shall we? Week three commences tonight, Thursday night football. The Carolina Panthers travel down to Houston, Texas. Thursday night football, 820 kickoff, NFL Network. This should be a fun one because these are two teams that we collectively, all of us were, were wrong about, right? We thought Houston would be the absolute worst team in the NFL. We thought Carolina would not really mesh. Sam Darnold would kind of go down there for a year, struggle, and... Carolina will be back in the QB market. Um, both of those stories are wrong. Houston looks good. Like, Houston's looked good. Now, Tyrod Taylor's going to be out. He's day-to-day with a hamstring tonight, so he's not going to play tonight. And as long as Tyrod Taylor's out of that roster, I'm not sure not sure how many redeeming qualities it's going to end up having because Tyrod Taylor has played really, really well through two weeks. Um, that's really the big story for them. And they've obviously have some veteran presence on that team that are really just playing well, and they're, and they're playing consistently and look are they a top 10 top 12 team no but they're not a bottom feeder and they're one and one so they've clearly found out something um that works down in houston um and i think david cully deserves a lot of of props as a first year head coach down in houston dealing with all the nonsense he's already had to deal with and then on the panther side there's really two storylines that we are talking about right sam donald looks really really good and the offense is clearly clicking but that defense has played so well i mean last week sacking Jameis winston four times and holding Alvin Kamara to essentially nothing on the ground. Um, very, very impressive. So Carolina at seven point favorites. I'm going to take that. If I'm taking uh, the over under there, I think they win probably by more than two. I think Davis Mills probably struggles tonight uh, under center for Houston, but I'm going to take Carolina here. I think Carolina are just a better team. Um, I think the thing to look for tonight is just how does Sam Darnold look on the on the uh, on the Thursday night football stage? Uh, because clearly, I don't know what it is with Thursday night football in Carolina. I, I feel like I've watched a lot of Thursday night football Carolina games, and they unfortunately haven't been very generous to Carolina. I believe they're three and eight. Um, excuse me, they're two and nine all time on Thursday night for Carolina. So I do expect them to take a win tonight. I'm going to take the Panthers um, and look out for Sam Darnold. Just see how he continues to progress and see how this offense looks. I think Joe Brady, obviously his offensive coordinator, one of the brightest offensive minds in the sport. Um, see how he dials it up. And uh, yeah, I'll take the Panthers tonight in a win at NRG Stadium. Uh, let's head down then. Where are we going week two? Eh, I, I was going to say now. All right, we'll go to Orchard Park. We'll cover it. We'll get this out of the way for my Washington football team. Um, the Buffalo Bills, eight-and-a-half-point favorites, Sunday, 1 p.m. kickoff um, on Fox for you local viewers. Um, so the Bills are coming out of sh- off a shutout victory. It was a 35 nothing route of uh, the Dolphins. Now, on paper, it looks much better than kind of passed the eye test, right? The Dolphins obviously losing Tua to now broken ribs, which is just a, a real bummer situation for them. Um 
after Tua came out and Jacoby Brissett stepped in, it didn't seem like they had really any sort of life. So um, Bills ended up doing pretty well defensively. Their offense still looks a little weird. I'm not quite sure what's going on. And, and Josh Allen doesn't look very sharp. Um, so um, with that being said, the Bills are a better team than Washington on just about every single level. Offensively, defensively, special teams, they're just a better football team. So I do expect the Bills to win this game. Um, if Washington were to go up there and win, they would have to win on simply – Really, actually, they would have to win in one way, and that's just suffocate the offense. Like, this defense has looked bad. Not not okay, not average, not mediocre, not good. They've looked bad through two weeks. Um, so if they're going to have a get-right game, it should be this week, because if it's not, then it could end up looking ugly if the Bills end up coming home um, and Josh Allen starts to feel something clicking and starts to look good, because... If the defense shows up the way that they did against New York, this game won't be close. And that eight and a half point favorite, that's that line is going to have to move up to ten and a half. <laughs> like honestly, because this defense hasn't looked good. So look, Taylor Heineke threw three thirty six. Um, I'm not really concerned about Taylor Heineke. Funny enough, and and I just think he's a gamer. I think he's electric. I think he's fun to watch, and I think he gives this offense some life. Um, I'm not terribly concerned about what the offense is going to end up doing. Look, Taylor Heineke is going to throw a pick this week, right? He's going to he's going to do have a boneheaded play. He's going to lose a fumble. Um, something's going to happen. But look, Terry McLaurin finds a way to eat. Like Antonio Gibson's looked good. So that offense, I'm not concerned about. This game is going to be won and lost from Washington's defense. How good do they look? Does Jack Del Rio make some adjustments? Uh, you know, you've had 10 days now since you last played last Thursday night against the Giants. So you've had some time to scout. You've had some time to watch what Buffalo are doing. Um, you've had a little bit more time to rest and get guys, you know, feeling good. So can Chase Young and Montez Sweat just feast? Can they do it? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but obviously the Bills offensive line has struggled the last few weeks and Josh Allen doesn't look very comfortable. So if they can take advantage of that, maybe that's something that happens differently, but I'll still take Buffalo in this one. Chicago and Cleveland. So this game um, should be interesting um, because of one person and one person only. If you were to tell me Chicago Bears and Cleveland Browns were playing and this was uh, Bears and Browns and Andy Dalton versus Baker Mayfield, then yeah. But this is this is Justin Fields' first start. He is starting this week um, with Andy Dalton out. And again, I'm not quite sure what Matt Nagy's doing here, saying that this is Andy Dalton's team. Why? Why? What are we doing here? Is Andy Dalton the the long term future for the franchise? No. Then what are we doing? Are, are are they Super Bowl contenders? No. So why why is it his team to start? Like if Justin Fields goes out there and struggles, whatever. If he's learning, that's the big thing. As long as he's not getting hurt and you don't feel like he's in a dangerous position to get hurt, then that's one thing. But this is Justin Fields' first start, and he present presents a completely different challenge for the Browns. To be honest with you, he he presents a different challenge. All the way around. I mean, obviously, he's just a different player. He's a different player than Andy Dalton. He runs. He's he's electric. He's He has that ability to extend plays with his legs that Andy Dalton simply doesn't. So I think this provides, actually, funny enough, a little bit of a benefit for the Bears where uh, Cleveland don't really have much to scout on with Justin Fields, right? You know that you've got to keep him in the pocket. You know you have to keep him contained because he runs that run pass option really well, and that's where the Bears have used him. But for the most part, how are we going to defend him? That's the big question. Big thing to look for. Justin Fields. First start. What does he look like? How comfortable does he look like? How does that offensive playbook look? Right. What what, what are the Bears going to allow him to run? We've only really seen him in run pass options. Right. We've seen him on a very very specific set of route trees for receivers, and he really only has about you know three, four, five, six plays in him that he's comfortable running. That at least we've seen. So what does that playbook look like? How comfortable are they putting the rock in his arms and having him sling it around? That's going to be a lot of fun. I still take the Browns here because they're just better. Um, 
they've been good at stopping the run. The Bears have, um, but I think if Baker Mayfield plays, you know, error-free football, I think this game is the Browns, uh, and I don't think it could be very close if that's the case. But we'll see. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'll take the Browns there. Thing to look for: Justin Fields first start. This is going to be fun. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, Detroit Lions. This should be a routing. Um, the Ravens had one of the more impressive wins already uh, of the year against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. And in a really, really gutsy and, and hard-earned fashion. Um, so 1 p.m., um, they're up in Detroit. Um, I just think the Ravens are better. Um, the Lions are still figuring out their defense. I'm not quite sure what the Lions' defensive situation is. And they continue to be losing players um, in the secondary and defensively to injuries. Um, which has been tough for them. Obviously, Jeff Akuda out for the year, and that guy was supposed to have a, a bounce-back season. So I'm not quite sure. Uh, and obviously, they're coming off of a short week because they played on Monday Night Football. Um, I just think Lamar Jackson and, and the Ravens are just far too good. So I don't think this is going to be particularly close. I think the Ravens win this one in Detroit. Uh, Sunday at 1 p.m., the Colts and the Tennessee Titans AFC South face-off. This should be kind of fun. Titans are four-and-a-half-point favorites over the Colts. Now, the Colts have had – they're 0-2, but they're 0-2 in kind of a way that we didn't really think. Um, losing by three points against the Rams, they kind of stuck around. Um, and then week one against the Seahawks, they, they stuck around. But obviously, the big story out of Indianapolis is, is Carson Wentz's ankles. Ankles. Like, both ankles are sprained. I don't literally don't know how you do that. Um, I don't know how that's possible. But that is a thing. He sprained both ankles. So, um. Carson Wentz is just, unfortunately, he ju- he just can't stay healthy. Like, it's just, it's not a question of, and, and I, I fell victim to this. If Carson Wentz can stay healthy, what do the Colts look like? Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. Like, he can't. That's that's the problem. He cannot stay healthy. And we, we talk about this all the time. If you go through the list in your mind of quarterbacks, of running backs, of receivers who are just injury prone all the time, when have they ever gotten better? When when has it ever been the first three, four, five years of a player's career that they're just constantly injured, that the next 10 years they're injury-free? It just doesn't happen. And we're already seeing this kind of unfortunately play out with Tua down in Miami. Um, but the Colts nearly upset the Rams. Um, the Rams looked pretty good. I thought defensively they were fine. Offensively, they, were, they obviously were good, and Cooper Cup was just eating their lunch. But Matt Stafford had one or two throws that were kind of head-turning last week. So... I guess the only real thing for uh, the Colts to hope is that the Titans show more week one Titans than week two Titans because they're kind of that box of chocolates team that we talk about, kind of like the Saints. You don't know what you're getting each week. So um, I'm going to go ahead and take the Titans here. I Derrick Henry looked like a, a madman unleashed last week in Seattle in a really gutsy win. Um, and I think that offense was starting to click towards the second half and into overtime um, last week. So I'll take the Titans in this one. They're four and a half point favorites. So I would definitely take that one. Chargers and Chiefs. This one's going to be a lot of fun. So the Chiefs are one and one, right? And it's it's kind of funny because if you look at it, they they kind of could be zero and two um, because while they've looked good and to a degree, obviously they're they're the Chiefs, right? Um, they almost lost to the Browns week one, and the Browns really, I think, lost that game more than than the 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 Chiefs won it. Um, and then last week losing in kind of a gut punch way um, off a of Clyde Edwards Alaire fumble to the Ravens. Now that sucks because Clyde Edwards Alaire doesn't fumble that ball. You you really don't question yourself the Chiefs are making that field goal. Um, so but the Chiefs are one on one. Obviously a case to be owned too, but Justin Herbert, Pat Mahomes. They are 
two game changers. They're two stars. Um, they are going to be stars in the league for the next decade. Um, Herbert looked terrible last week. He really did look terrible against Dallas, and it was a bummer um, for him and obviously for me watching Dallas win. But Chiefs defense, what can they do? Um, can they show a little bit of his weaknesses? Can they can they bring the pressure that Washington didn't really do week one and what Dallas did a little bit of week two? Um that's really the question. I'll still take the Chiefs here because I think the Chargers just find a way to lose games, right? They just do, and that's kind of the bummer part of them. But you know what? I'm a Washington football fan, so um, they can get on my level with losing as well. Um, New Orleans Saints, New England Patriots, 1 p.m. on Fox. Patriots are three-point favorites against the Saints. Again, the Saints have been that weird team where are they week one Saints or week two Saints? Um, I think they're somewhere in the middle. Week one, they destroyed the Packers in a way that we haven't seen happen ever. Um, and week two, they got mauled So um, by the Panthers, which just kind of felt like, what in the world is this, right? What Jameis Winston are you getting? Are you getting the good one? you getting the bad one? Are you getting the game-changing week one, just slinging the ball through the air, or week two where you're throwing literal arm punts? Uh, it looked really ugly week two. But again, this is just to me where this just simply comes down to what Jameis Winston are you going to get, right? That's just it. That's what you get with number two. You sign up for that. You get what uh, you get what you deserve there. So, um, for better or worse, this is going to be a fun game. I'll take the Patriots. They're three point favorites, but I'll still take the Patriots here. Um, Mac Jones has looked really good. Um, Patriots obviously beat up on a terrible Jets team last week, um, so that I don't think is saying too much. Um, but I just still think their offense is is pretty consistent. Mac Jones does a nice job of protecting the football and, and moving that offense pretty well. And that defense, again, has been has been good. So um, that should be a fun one to watch. But I, I'll take the Patriots there over the Saints. Falcons and New York Giants. Giants are three-point favorites. I'll take the Giants in this one. Um, pair O and two teams. I think it's clear the Giants are on a, a kind of a, this weird train ride to Nowhereville. Um, I'm, I'm not quite sure what their team is made of. I don't know what the team looks like um, going forward. I don't think they're going to be particularly good this year. And through two weeks, they've been very, very disappointing. But the Falcons are kind of another level of like, what in the world are we doing? Um, they just haven't been able to get really anything going. Um, you know, I think this could be the week Matt Ryan finally gets Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts into you know a rhythm um but i'll take the giants in this one unfortunately i would like the falcons to win this one but i'll take the giants in this one just because i've seen enough from the giants to feel like they're good enough to beat bad teams um i could be wrong i could be wrong and look i I could be wrong specifically if matt ryan comes out and has a a really really good game dude he looked pretty good against the buccaneers let's be clear without those two defensive turnover touchdowns at the end of the game that game was actually pretty close so it could be i'll take the giants in this one on a bounce back game um they're at home uh but uh, we'll see so i'll take the giants in this one I, i i think shawnee might take the falcons this should be a fun one maybe he takes the falcons there um cincinnati Bengals, pittsburgh steelers i take the steelers in this one they're four and a half point favorites they didn't look too great the steelers did last week obviously in a loss and ben roethlisberger has obviously lost so many steps um kind of feels like he's a little bit of a dead man walking but um on the other side the Bengals can't protect joe burrow at all uh he has nine sacks through two games uh, again by the way I, I just and obviously didn't look very good um last week jamar chase found his way in the end zone for two straight weeks but for the most part that offense is pretty stagnant i'll take the steelers because i just think they're better coached um i'm not sure what zach taylor is quite building over there i have no idea but i'll, I'll take the steelers there um, in that game as well. 1 p.m. Cardinals, Jacksonville, Jaguars. Jacksonville are hot garbage. Cardinals are um, 
a pretty elite offense. I don't think there's much to discuss here. Kyler Murray's averaging so far 370 passing yards per game, which is pretty darn good for them. So this one shouldn't be much of a, a discussion. Um, last week, Trevor Lawrence looked abysmal. Um, again, we, we like to we like to, to talk in absolutes, right? Where if Trevor Lawrence looked terrible through two games or if he looks bad so far, he is a bad quarterback, right? You can't splice out and say, Trevor Lawrence should be okay. Everything will be fine. He looks terrible so far. It's okay to say both of those things, right? You can separate it by a period and then a space and then hit enter and have two different paragraphs where both of those things can be true. Um, Jacksonville should get boat raced. Uh, Cardinals are seven and a half point favorites. That line might have moved because it should be higher than that, to be honest with you. New York Jets, Denver Broncos, 405 in the Mile High City. Um, Broncos are 10 and a half point favorites. And this is again, one of those games where you feel bad for Zach Wilson go, Oh boy, this guy came from getting mauled by the Patriots defense, which is good. Um, but I hate to say this to you, uh, Broncos defense is just significantly better. And by the way, who saw this coming? Like we're talking about a quarterback competition to Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke and oh, the Broncos are going to suck offensively and their defense is ready, but they're wasting their talent. Um, this should be a cakewalk. I'm going to take the Broncos. And who would have thought that they're a 3-0 team in the AFC? Like, that is a, a wild storyline. Um, defense should feast on Zach Wilson. Um, look for them to have a number of turnovers. And, I, again, the, the Jets' defense is terrible. So, Teddy Bridgewater should continue um, his good play through three weeks. 405 in Vegas. Miami Dolphins visit the Raiders. Um Four and a half point favorites to the Raiders. I picked the Raiders here. The Raiders are a very, very impressive team. Uh, Derek Carr has been a hot hand without a doubt. Um, and he deserves so much more credit than he's getting. Um, and obviously with Tua's status being out for um, multiple weeks, uh, Jacoby Brissett has a good arm. He's got, you know, a strong arm, but he stepped in and looked terrible. So maybe a week of, of, of practice getting first team reps and being able to, 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 scout and watch film as, as a starting quarterback changes things, but I don't think enough to beat the Raiders. So I'll take the Raiders here Four twenty-five. This is my favorite game of the week. And this is going to be so much fun. Tampa Bay bucks, Los Angeles Rams. I think the two best teams in the NFC. I honestly just think it's one and two um, Rams are the last team in the NFC to beat the Buccaneers. Um, and that was a 27 to 24 um, matchup uh, last year. Um, it, this one should be, way way too much fun and this actually funny enough is tom brady's first career game in los angeles which is which is actually kind of funny um so this should be good i mean like both two and oh teams i don't know this is just gonna be so much fun matt stafford uh going up against a really good defense um how is he gonna look right through two weeks like he's played two defenses that i think are good not great this is going to be his first real legitimate test um and the Bucks. Um, they've obviously lost a lot of guys in the secondary. Like their injuries are really, really stacking up in the secondary. So, what are they going to do defensively? How are they going to look? And Tom Brady has looked better, I think, now than at any point in his career. And I mean that. I, I, I mean that watching Tom Brady for years and years. He looks so comfortable, so confident. He's thrown nine touchdowns through two games. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. So, uh, I think the thing here is how does Matt Stafford go uh, look, and how does this offense look? Uh, against an elite defense in Tampa Bay. This should be fun. Um, Rams are um, point and a half uh, favorites, uh, which, I, again, I think that might have changed. But th this is a literal literal toss-up game. So um, I'm going to go ahead and take the Buccaneers. I think that they're 
Um, Tom Brady just continues to ride the hot hand. Um, but let's be clear that this could be a game the Rams um, very easily win. Um, not easily, but this could be a game that they win without a doubt. Um, but I'll take the Bucks here because I just think that offense is just rolling. And we've seen some weaknesses on the defense for the Rams. Um, 425 Seahawks at Minnesota Vikings. It's a bummer because the Vikings back-to-back heartbreakers on field goals for them. Um, and it's only week three. Uh, they lost week one uh, to the Bengals in an overtime. Uh, and then this last week against the Cardinals in the most Viking way possible, a 37-yard miss kick by Greg Joseph. Um, Kirk Cousins 0-3 against the Seahawks since signing with Minnesota. Um, so take what you want of that. Um, but the Seahawks are obviously after losing kind of a heartbreaking game themselves uh, against the Titans, they just look like a, a better defense. The Vikings defense, um, again, was just bad. They were just bad last week, and it's so frustrating to watch. Daniil Hunter did what he needed to do, but um, Kyler Murray just feasted on that secondary, um, and it's a bummer because they, they they deserve better. Doug the Pug is trying to make a, a cameo on this uh, episode, as you can see. He, he sits outside the window. He digs at the door, and he just literally looks at me with his pug eyes. Um, as if I'm doing nothing here of importance, Doug. He's just so disrespectful. We're going to have to have a uh, sit-down conversation a little later about respect with Doug the Pug. Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks here. Vikings, uh, offensively, Kirk Cousins has been nails. He's looked really good. Um, Dalvin Cook, as long as he stayed healthy. I know he came out a couple times last week. Um, with kind of injuries, but he found his way back on the field. That offense is not really much of a concern. Um, although their short yardage situations have been kind of frustrating to watch, um, and they run the ball way too much with the talent they have on the outside. I'm going to take the Seahawks just because I think overall they've been better, um, and defensively I think um, they have the edge up there, um, Minnesota. Uh, Green Bay Packers, San Francisco 49ers. This is an 8-20 Sunday night game. This is two straight primetime games for Aaron Rodgers. He had that bounce back week, Monday night football. Um, but 49ers, Aaron Rodgers talk. This is you know another round of this nonsense, right? Well, was Aaron Rodgers going to the 49ers? Just all this stuff resurfaces this week. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take the Packers here because they looked pretty darn good against uh, Detroit. Now, Detroit are not anything to hang your hat on, but um, I'll be very clear. Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't look like he was trying that hard uh, Monday Night Football, and that game I don't think at any point was really that close. Um, San Francisco's looks pretty good, um, and I know San Francisco are three-and-a-half-point favorites here, but I'm going to take the Packers here. Um, this should be a really fun game to watch. Again, I think Aaron Rodgers is just kind of on his uh, – on his role, I think. I think after you know that we had that relax game last week, uh, last year. It seems as if every year we've got one of these games where the Packers look flat. People start wondering if Aaron Rodgers is any good, and then he just steps back in the pocket and throws for 380 yards and three touchdowns without even um, trying. So, um, will the Packers defense get exposed? Jimmy G's been really hot. I don't know. I don't think so. I'll go ahead and take the Packers here on Monday Night Football. Eagles Cowboys. This is going to be so much fun for me. Monday night, 8:15 p.m. This is. Um, going to be a ton of fun. Um, Dallas has looked pretty good. I mean, they've they've played two really, really good games in the first, and again, against pretty good opponents. Um, it's what the Eagles are going to do. What are they going to show up looking like? Are they going to show up looking like week one against the Falcons, where the Falcons were just bad and they got destroyed? Or is it going to be the Falcons, you know, or is it going to be, excuse me, the, the Eagles that showed up uh, and looked very weirdly 
inept against the 49ers, like only putting up 11 points. Um, who knows? Like, what, what Jalen Hurts is going to show up? Um, what offense is going to show up for the Eagles? Because that's the big thing. Um, is Dallas's defense going to stymie Jalen Hurts? Um, is this going to be a blowout? I don't know. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. The Cowboys are. So I'll go ahead and take the Cowboys because I just think they're a better team, and I still just don't believe in Jalen Hurts. So that's going to be fun. I'd take them more uh, than three and a half. I'd probably take them at like seven point favorites, to be totally honest with you. Um, this could be a really, really good game. It also could be kind of a blowout, um, but it's going to be in Dallas. So the Eagles are traveling to the Lone Star State. And just like that, just like that, I just gave you week three in a Lunchable. Those were all my picks. Those were all the games. You went through each and every one of them. Um, so this is going to be fun. This is going to be another fantastic week. My favorite game of the week obviously the bucks and the rams um couple keys again washington's defense are they as bad as they've looked or are they going to kind of um, progress up to the mean because they've regressed clearly and they've looked bad but are they going to look better is it going to be a situation where they show up and, and finally chase young gets a sack and a half or maybe montez sweat they get right back on track or is this going to continue to be a concern for them um does big ben still look terrible for the Steelers like does he still look slow lethargic or, or does something end up changing there I don't think so I don't know who knows um that should be fun to watch what does Justin Fields look like Justin Fields we I mean this is his first start like this is his reigns and it's against a good team and a good defense um so what does he look like that should be a ton of fun obviously my favorite game of the week Tampa Rams that's going to be a great one uh, and then NFC showdown on Monday night. So we will be back on Monday. We'll get you everything you need to know. We'll review week three. Um, and then we'll give you, again, our previews to, to Monday night football. Our, our I'll dive into it a little bit more. Um, we'll go through everything with Sean. He'll be back with us. And uh, you'll get it on Tuesday. So by the time you next hear another podcast episode, week three will be in the books. But for now. I want you guys to enjoy this one. I want you to go out tonight, Buffalo Wild Wings. Just go have some fun. Would you just go get yourself a beer? Go have some fun. Eat some good food. Because guess what, baby? The weekend is fast approaching. And I think collectively as a society, we all need a weekend, don't we? We're looking forward to another day of Sunday football. Should be a good one. But for me, Connor Force, after further review, is in the book. See, this was a nice one. About a half an hour. I mean, we're feeling pretty good. I might have said it was going to be 20 minutes, and I, I might have just told a blatant lie. But this is still a Lunchable. This is not a three-course meal. This is a Lunchable. So I want you all to enjoy this. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Let's enjoy week three because it's coming fast, and I'm just all here for it. So um, for after further review, continue to subscribe. Five-star reviews if you enjoy it. Follow us on Instagram. We're going to get those game picks out on Instagram. Sean, it will share his. And I will share mine, and we will go from there. And Dane Fortin, you owe us five bucks each. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, I will catch you guys on Monday and on the other side.